Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, University of Florida, now junior, uh, Vanessa Pearl. <laughs> Vanessa, how's it going? Yes. Hello, I'm good. So happy to be here today. appreciate you being here today. Um, I've never gotten a chance to sit down with you, get to know you a little bit. You're from Texas, uh, yes. Dallas area, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I live in Austin. I'm not there right oh, now, cool. but I do live there most of the time when I'm not in quarantine. Uh, <laughs> it's a great state. Um, so let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, tell me about how you got into swimming and uh, how you first got started uh, with your with your club in Dallas. So I first started swimming when I was six. Um, I actually started swimming because my mom just wanted us to be able to swim just to know because everyone in Texas has a backyard pool and she didn't want anything happening to us. So just out of the safety, she decided to put us into swim lessons. Uh, my sister, I have a three-year-old, I have a sister three years old, oh, older than me. Um, and she started swimming just, you know, for fun. And, uh, I was, I had to wait till I reached the age requirement for the club. And then, uh, I've been swimming for the same club since I graduated high school. Nice. What, what, what club? Metroplex Aquatics. Metroplex Aquatics. Uh, did, did you play other sports as a young child? Or yes. So being six <laughs> two, uh, my dad knew that I was going to be tall because he's tall himself. So he really wanted me to play volleyball. Um, we started with swimming. Uh, I did volleyball, basketball. I really liked playing volleyball. Um, but then there was a point where I was going to swim practice and then right after going to volleyball practice, uh, <laughs> and running around with wet hair. Uh, <laughs> and then it got to a point where about like 12 years old, like, all right, well, we're going to have to choose one of these. Um, so I picked swimming. <laughs> got to a point where you were dripping on your teammates and they were starting to complain. Yeah. Yeah. People started slipping. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think a lot of swimmers know that, know that time, you know, in, in their respective careers when they kind of have to whittle it down. Um, what did you like, you know, you said you liked volleyball. Why'd you choose swimming? I think it was mostly because I've been already doing it for longer. At that point, I've already been swimming for six years, um, and competitively. And I had already qualified for state championships, um, at that age. And with volleyball, I was only playing for two years, like at the, you know, school team in elementary school. So, you know, it wasn't that serious. It was more just for fun. And I really did enjoy it. But I think I have had more history with swimming, so I decided to stick with that. Makes sense. Uh, and so, you, I mean, you, you mentioned state championships. By that, do you mean yes. tags? Yes, I do mean tags. <laughs> okay. Because for those of you who don't know, I, like I said, I've lived in Texas for three years. I'm not from here, didn't grow up swimming here. You moved to Texas, and uh, if you walk on a, a – a, a club pool deck, the only thing you will hear about is tags. And it's yes. like, what is, what is tags? 
from your perspective, what is tags? Tags is just like, I think it's 15 and under, or maybe 13, 13 and under uh, state championships. Obviously, like there's a tags cut, you know, just to swim. But I remember that meet just being so much fun. Um, you're little and swimming at the, I think it's still at uh, University of Texas pool. Um, it was always there when I was growing up and it was just, it's a giant, very pretty pool. And as a little kid, you're like, wow, this is so cool. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, yeah, again, it sounds like a pretty fierce, fiercely competitive meet. It's a, if oh, yeah. you qualify for tags, it's, it is a big deal. Uh, when did you qualify for your first tags? What was, what was your first tags like? I think I was like 10 years old. Uh, was it 10? Maybe it was eight. I'm not sure. Either eight when I was like in a 25 breaststroke or 10 in like a 50 breaststroke, something like that. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, we, yeah. Again, take me through your first tags experience because I mean, were you nervous? Did you feel like there was a lot oh, of pressure? Oh, of course were I was super nervous. Excited? I was nervous just because you know, I've never been to a meet that big before. Uh, there's a lot of little kids there and it's just really exciting. Um, but at the same time, I wasn't into swimming as much as I am now, obviously. Um, but it was just, it was just something for fun. We got to travel. So I live in McKinney, which is about four or five hours away from Austin. Um, so I always remember the drive down being really fun. You know, you got to get your snacks and <laughs> little road trip before making it to tags. Um, and all of my friends were there too that I swam with. So it was just a really fun, exciting experience. And as a little kid going to a big meet like that, it's really exciting and almost uh, inspiring to see, you know, the older kids, even though they're only like 13, the older kids uh, <laughs> swimming really fast. It's really, really a cool experience. Yeah. And it's in, uh, you know, you mentioned the, the older kids, yes. um, you know, in Texas swimming is, is no joke. It gets pretty competitive. Did, did you have role? Did you have older kids you looked up to either on your team or on other teams that kind of pushed you along in the sport and kind of helped you get to where you were? Yes. So like I said, I've been on, I was on the same team my whole uh, career up until high school. So I was around the same coaches, around the same um, swimmers, all through that. I went through every single group from the bottom to the very top. Um, and, and I'm really proud of that because I think it's really special that I was able to find uh, such a well-working team that I wanted to keep training every day. Um, but the older kids. <laughs> uh, ever since I was about probably, you know, 10 and up, I was always looking at the older kids that were in my own group. And then it was the group that was ahead of me. And I was just really inspired. I'm like, wow, look at all these, these kids are like doing so well. And uh, it was really exciting to have that potential knowing like that could be me too, if I just stay with the program. Yeah. Did, did your did your sister kind of go through, did she, did she keep swimming all the way until, I don't know, is she still? No, swimming? so she swam for about two, three years and then decided to stop, focus on school and some other sports. Um, but she, she's very supportive of uh, my swimming career and I'm very grateful for that. It's a cool thing to have a swim sibling, uh, older yeah. or younger for sure. Um, <laughs> So that's, that's super neat. Uh, 
So you grew up on the same club the whole time. Um, yes. Tell me about, did, you know, I'm, I'm guessing at some point you got to the top group in your mm -hmm. club. Uh, what, what was that experience like? You know, was that something that you had really shot for? And uh, what was it like when you got to that top group? Yes, yeah, so I was very excited to reach that group. Um, and I think I moved up to the highest group when I was about 15. Um, I'm not the, I haven't, I have a history of not being the best trainer ever. Um, I'm a pretty good racer, but training is a little bit harder for me. So as a 15 year old, uh, it was, it was quite, uh, not a setback, but it was a little humbling experience because the workouts were a lot harder. Um, and it was just a lot to take in, but as soon as I adjusted, uh, it was very, very beneficial. Yeah. Uh, do you remember your first practice in that group? Oh, I don't remember my first practice, um, but I do remember about being a month in, uh, I got my first junior national cut and the 200 breast. And that was like, oh my gosh, wow. That was, you know, it's only been a month and I've done that much. My coach was like, that was already there before. <laughs> it just <Yeah>. came out. <laughs> you haven't even done anything. Yes. <laughs> um, also, when you, so you were 15 when you moved up. Were you 6'2 yes. then? I think, what age is that? I don't, it, uh, 15, what grade is that? Do you know? I don't even know. Freshman, sophomore? Yeah. So I think my freshman year of high school, I was like six one, and then sophomore year I was six two. So. Okay, so, so always pretty, been pretty lanky. <laughs> gotcha. So in that, you you know you said you made your first tags in either twenty five breast or a fifty breast. I'm amazed yeah. because normally breaststrokers are are just short. I mean, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Every time when I was little, every time someone would meet me, they'd be like, "Oh, you're a backstroker." Actually. <laughs> That's my worst. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm a little bit different uh, body type wise for breaststroke. Uh, one thing growing up, because Bria Larson went to Texas A&M, uh, mm -hmm. she was also another very tall breaststroker. So whenever we would go to like senior circuit meets, so we'd have those at Texas A&M or UT, um, it was always really cool to see her. Um, and when I was little, she always, you know, would talk to me, give me a little inspirational tidbit. And I thought it was pretty cool that, you know, I was able to race her now um, and really grateful that she was there for me when I was just starting out. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's super cool. And, and she was immediately the, the, the other breaststroker that came to mind when I was like, are there a lot of other tall, like really tall breaststrokers? And I was like, okay, yeah, Bria. Not, not too many. <laughs> not too many. Um, on the on the female, I can't think of one tall male breaststroker. They're all like five ten. I'm saying that to feel better about myself. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm neither a breaststroker nor tall, so that. Um, anyway, so I mean, but again, obviously, breaststroke came to you naturally, and uh, from a young age, what what caught on to you about the stroke that 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 stuck with you was there some did you always like it or were you just always better at it i think i always just like naturally was better at breaststroke obviously i had coaches along the way that helped me out but i really think um it just kind of came naturally to me yeah 
Mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, obviously breaststroke is such, such a rhythm stroke, such a feel stroke. There's so many things going on. I mean, mm-hmm. was there, was there a point, you know, again, from age six to 18 where you, you know, breast, maybe another stroke was coming in a lot stronger and your breaststroke was just in a weird spot or have you gone through changes with that stroke? Yeah. So I think with any stroke, uh, as you grow, you have to modify it a little bit, uh, based on rhythm or tempo. Uh, for me, I had a lot of growth spurts. <laughs> um, so a breaststroke, uh, the stroke that when I was in, you know, 10 years old is different than obviously my breaststroke now. Um, but I'd say like the biggest changes I saw in breaststroke was, from obviously like 12 to 13 to like 16 and then obviously now since I've gotten in college um but it's I've never had another stroke really pop out um I think I overall got have gotten better at different strokes progressively um there was a point I think I was like 17 or 18 when I started getting really good at uh, different IMs and 400 IM was always the better one uh, than the 200 because I'm not a sprinter, not built for it. (laughs) Um, But I've always done like mid distance, long distance training. Um, And when my IM started getting better, it was kind of shocking because I got to this one point uh, where I was like, I don't know if I'm better at 200 breast or 4 IM. And it's kind of funny because when Greg Troy, yeah, it it honestly was. (laughs) Um, When I was talking to Greg Troy through the recruiting process, uh, he asked me, he goes, so are you a breaststroker that swims IM or IM or that swims breaststroke? And honestly, that like just threw me. I was like, I just... Now I have an identity crisis because I don't know what I've been at. <laughs> it sounds stupid, but like it, it, like I've always been a breaststroker, and so once I started getting better at IMs, I didn't really know who I was anymore. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it's not but not funny. No, no, it is. It's hilarious. Like right. it, it's just, it was an interesting feeling because I've never had someone ask me that question before. Yeah. Um, but after that, like I've kind of. I, to this day, I still don't even know if I'm better at 4IM or 2IM or 2 breasts, but they're all there. Um, and I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy swimming them. So I think that's all that matters. Yeah. That, and so true. That's all that matters. You, if you're having fun, it's all good. Uh, yes. You mentioned Greg Troy. To, yes. take, me, take me through, you know, the, the decision of going to Florida and then kind of the transition of you recruited by Greg Troy and then mm-hmm. he doesn't end up being, being your coach. Walk, walk me through how that transition went for you. So when I first was talking to Greg Troy, I was very excited for Florida. Um, I loved uh, like who has gone through the program. I, there's all these big names, obviously, you know, Faisal, Caleb, um, Lochte, and it's just really an aspiring school that has a lot of history. Um, but when I first started talking to them, it was because I really wanted to swim on a college team that had a combined program because I thought for some reason that combined programs were better. Uh, but 
through, so we started off as, you know, having Greg Troy and being a combined program. And then I fell in love with the school. Ideally, I wanted to find a coach who was very similar to my coach, Brett Mitchell. Um, and I had Jeff Papel came in and saw me, uh, saw me swim for a practice. And I saw Brent and Jeff talking and they've known each other for years. So it was just really cool to watch both of them uh, catch up and be so playful with each other. So I was like, that's what I want. Um, <laughs> so I committed, obviously, and I, I loved Jeff at the time too. Um, but when I got the call that Troy was retiring and he was no longer going to be uh, the head coach, it didn't really, it, it wasn't like a setback. It was more so just like, okay, this is happening, but my uh, want to go to Florida never wavered or changed. I was still just as excited and I still knew, knew that Jeff was going to be there. So whoever was going to come in, I knew that, you know, obviously if Troy accepted them to come to the school and coach for Florida, obviously whoever would come would be fantastic. Um, so very, very excited about that. It was a very interesting process, um, but it didn't change my uh, decision at all. Yeah. And again, yeah, you, you said you really wanted a combined program. Yes. Um, obviously, it's not combined anymore. But, you know, tell me about kind of that first year. What was it like training with with going from a, I'm assuming what you had yes. was a combined club to yes. an all women's program or training with so, an all women's it was very interesting because obviously in my head, I thought I wanted a combined program because that's what I've been doing um, up until high school. But then when I got here and we were all just swimming with the girls and, you know, the upperclassmen were telling me how it was so much better than training with the boys because they weren't getting run over and you have more lane space. Um, and I actually really like training with just girls. I love, I love the men's team. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I, I love how competitive the women's team is and we're always so positive and it was really a really interesting environment um, to come into from high school swimming because college is just so different. Uh, the training aspect wise and Florida is known to be a hard training program and it is, but I think it's really taken me to another level in my swimming and I am so grateful for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard from many coaches that it's just a totally different dynamic when you have men and women together and mm -hmm. men and women separate. And, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, it seems like it would be cool to experience both and yes. to get, to get, to get the benefits from both. But I think we still get the benefits from both because as much as we're still a separated program, uh, we're still very much friends together. And when we're at meets, we cheer for each other. It's not like one person or one group is sitting in the corner while the other one's swimming. It's a really cool uh, relationship that we have, not only at meets, but, you know, after practices, obviously not now because of COVID, but before all of this, yeah. <laughs> um, we were able to, you know, mingle and it was really nice. Uh, so, and I don't, I feel like the biggest way that comes out, especially for Florida, um, is at SECs. Yes. It, uh, yes. Tell me, tell me about. I mean, that that's you know, you talk to a lot of people in the SEC, and they're like, "That's the best meet. Like, that's better than NCAA." Yes. Uh, yeah, it's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. T tell me about your first SEC experience. Oh, so my first SECs. <sighs> 
first of all, everyone hypes you up for this meet and you're so excited. And obviously you get a whole lot of like little gifts and uh, free t-shirts and stuff. And that's very, very, <laughs> a really, uh, it's really exciting for that point. Um, oh, gets you ready for the meet. Oh, it's so much fun. Um, and most of the time SECs, you know, we're able to drive to it. So that bus ride is always pretty fun. Um, so my first SECs, I think I was just really, really excited. Um, I was nervous a little bit, obviously, but as my freshman year, it was like my, I wanted to, you know, have a, not necessarily a breakout swim, but I just wanted to kind of show everyone who I was and that I was able to progress through my first year of college. Um, that meet is just, it's so loud in the best way possible. Um, <laughs> everyone's cheering there's just so many people on deck uh it's i i don't even know how to explain it because it's just so much energy the parents are involved people are screaming relays oh my gosh when i tell you my heart rate gets so high before relays because everyone's screaming so loud and the energy is like out of this world and then as soon as the whistle blows blows it's just dead silent <laughs> And that's the scary part. <laughs> but no, I, I loved every second of that meet. Um, it hurts because it's five days long. <laughs> it's a long meet, a lot of ice baths, um, but it's 100% worth it. It's one of the best meets. I, I've been to Olympic trials, and that meet, I, that meet has been compared to Olympic trials so much from other people in the SEC, and I think it's a good comparison. <laughs> yeah. The... <clears throat> But let's get into Olympic trials in a second. Yes. Uh, what was your favorite race from that first SECs, though? I'm trying to think what was first. I think 50 Breast was the first, like, relay event that I had. That was very exciting. We got third. Um, and coming from a program, obviously, it was my first year, so I didn't really know how it was before. But Florida, previously in last year, got seventh at SECs. And and we ended up scoring pretty high and the closer and closer we got to the end of the meet it was just we were just so excited to be scoring points and we ended up second and we were so happy with that because you know going from the previous year from seven to second is it's a huge jump um and it was very exciting for all of us and I think up the upperclassmen really needed that uh little boost to show that their hard work is paying off yeah <laughs> yeah seventh to second pretty pretty stout um, I mean yeah like you said it's a great it's a great way to be rewarded for putting in all that work um, all right so again SECs is compared to Olympic trials a, a, another just um, insane me um, and you went while you were in high school yes I was 16 okay what yeah tell me <laughs> about your experience <laughs> Oh, so again, the free goodies, honestly, very, like, it's the best part. <laughs> no, like, it, when, I think one of the first things we got was it was a little kickboard with our name on it. Like everyone had their last name on their kickboard and it just like blew my mind. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Um, and then we got a little water bottle. And so I'm like showing everyone like mom, dad, look at my water bottle. Like it has my name on it. This is so cool. Um, <laughs> I think I qual I've qualified for... I think three events. I don't know. Uh, 
I had two breasts, four IM, and 100 breasts. I'm not sure if I had the two IM yet. Um, but every single rate, you walk into that pool, and it is it is something else. And as a 16-year-old, I, I've been to juniors. I've been to nationals. But that pool in Omaha is something else. It is huge. Oh, my gosh. And all the stands, it's – it was scary. I, I got to be honest. Like, I never get stage fright for swimming, but that pool was scary as a 16-year-old. Um, and I remember there was a couple of people from my club team that also went with me and it was a very interesting experience just because, you know, you go in the warm up lane and there's so many people just whizzing by you. Um, and you see all these Olympians and I'm just like, Oh boy, I got to race against them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but as a 16 year old, I think I really didn't know my place yet. I think Olympic trials was pretty humbling because, I, that was the first, I wouldn't say first big meet I've been to, but that was the biggest that I have gone to. Um, and obviously that still is one of the biggest meets, you know, that we even have, but it was, it was scary. There were a lot of lights, a lot of people. Um, I think my first race, my first race was the 4am and, uh, that was an experience (laughs) because, I got up to the ready room. I had my goggles on. I had my cap on. I was ready to go. And then I went to go put my goggles on and they broke. And the fear I experienced in that moment was off the charts. (laughs) So I didn't know what to do. So I just, I ran out of the ready room. I ran across, I don't know if you know the setup for Olympic trials, but there was the ready room and then like another warm-up pool and then the back area and we had our stuff in the back area so when I tell you I sprinted from the ready room all the way to the other end of the facility (laughs) grabbed a pair of goggles and ran back Uh, I didn't know that you weren't allowed to leave the ready room after you checked in Uh, so I got in a little bit of trouble for that (laughs) but they let me go anyways and my heart rate is like 180 even before I get onto the blocks and I put my cap and goggles on. And one of the things that I didn't uh, expect at Olympic trials is they don't let you go behind the blocks until the previous heat was finished. Yeah. So they make you hold. And, <laughs> and for some reason that really messed me up because I'm, I need to be prepared behind my lane. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, and so them holding us back and they're coming down the last stretch of the 25, I'm like freaking out and having so much anxiety. Like, need right. Be behind the block. <laughs> that was running across the whole facility. Didn't help either. So right. I finally get there. I swam horrible. Um, just like too much adrenaline at once. And then I felt yeah. it all the last hundred. Yeah. Um, I remember getting out of the warm, getting out of the pool and then just, going to the warm down pool and I sat down the warm down pool and I took my goggles off and they broke. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, why do I have the worst goggles at the most important meet of my life? (laughs) Oh man. So that was, that was the starting one. But, um, overall, I think that Olympic trial, it's a really, really neat experience. Um, and it's definitely, helped me grow in in my races and also I I was just I came away from that meet knowing that I needed to work on a lot not just in my swimming and technique but also in 
uh, racing mentality um, and how to approach uh, a race, how to approach a race when your goggles break right before you go. <laughs> Um, but just having that experience uh, under my belt is really cool going into this next year because I feel like I'm a little bit, I, I've grown a lot since I was 16 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I always found this so weird. My, my older brother, who still swims, um, mm. he loves, and so he wears Swedish goggles, right? Like the, yeah, you know what Swedish goggles. Yes, <laughs> he likes having new, like a new pair of Swedish goggles before his race, before he races. That's scary. And yeah, That's I scary, know. Right? I was like, I would freak <laughs> out if if I did that. Are you someone who who likes a new pair of goggles before? No. Race? Okay. No, I need to have uh, maybe not like a old pair. They don't need to be moldy. They need to be like relatively new. Uh, but people who get new goggles before they race, that's scary. Scares me. I'm like, I need to test the strap, make sure that it's the right, right, uh, you know. Right. You know, I know. <laughs> it needs to be adjusted. <laughs> it seems sadistic. Like if, like you haven't worn them in the water, you, they <laughs> like they could fall off. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. But I was just making sure you're not a new goggler. <laughs> um. <clears throat> So then this year at Florida, you get in, you get SECs, you get NCs under your belt. Um, mm -hmm. How did you, how did, how coming into, you know, last fall, how was your approach different than, you know, when you had just arrived on campus? I think the first year of college is really just trying to adjust to the new environment, you know, being away from home and not having my mom cook me all of my meals, um, <laughs> was a little bit different. Um, but then also living somewhere new, being with new friends, new people. Um, it's just really an exciting experience and something to just take in. Going to meets was a really interesting experience because I've never, you know, going from a club team, I was on a high school team my senior year. Um, but it was never so inclusive, not inclusive, but like, in college, it's a lot, you're a lot closer than I think for your high school counterparts. Um, the, I think our first meets were, we have three Miami meets every year. Um, and those are super fun because, you know, we're just breaking out, just started training. You get to swim off events sometimes. Like, uh, they're just being close with the team and meeting everybody uh, was a really cool experience. But freshman year for me was mostly just trying to get through practices because again I wasn't the best trainer ever and so it was difficult and Florida's obviously we have a reputation for being a tough train school and it's it is upheld it is still true <laughs> I can assure you that but it's definitely worth it and and I knew that coming in and that's why I wanted to pick a school like that because I knew that as much pain as it would bring me it would make me a better swimmer <laughs> so so then how did you feel you know heading into heading into secs this season um you know having did you feel more well adjusted did you feel more comfortable with where you were at in the season did you feel better you know were you able to train better than your freshman year so yes and no because 
last year I had a little bit of a, a medical issue. Um, I suffer from chronic migraines, so that was not fun. <laughs> I, I still suffer from them, but they got to a point in the fall where they were very impactful to my everyday life. Um, but starting out the season, I was doing great. I've been training the best I was um, since I've gotten to Florida. And then all of a sudden, uh, I just, I was getting three, four migraines a day. I was throwing up from pain. I couldn't do anything. Um, so I had to take a couple days off and I was going to doctor's appointments throughout the whole fall semester, um, to the spring semester, but finally got some medication that got it under control. Um, and I was able to start training again. Uh, and that's one of the main reasons why I met the, the main reason why I didn't go to, um, our mid season meet. Um, and so coming off of that, I felt not at a disadvantage, but it was almost like I was trying to make up for the time that I lost since, you know, having to take that break. Um, and also not going to the midseason meet. I didn't get a table meet uh, before SECs. And I wouldn't say I was scared about that, but it was just, it was different. Um, and coming, going into January, right after, I think Christmas training was the best training I've had um, for a long time since I had to deal with that issue. Um, and I was going as fast, like going faster than I ever had in practice. Um, so I was so excited to swim for meets because obviously I had no times um, going into SECs. And so I really needed to show out at some dual meets in order to qualify uh, for NCAAs. And going to SECs, I felt great. I was ready to prove that, you know, I had all this under my belt. Like, yes, I had a uh, not so great first half of the season, but I was determined to to uh, to prove myself that I still that I still had it in me, or that I was able to come back um, and still go best times. So SECs again, a very exciting meet. Um, I. It wasn't the best, and it was pretty disappointing for me. Um, I did go around my best times, and I did qualify for NCAAs, um, but it wasn't exactly what I wanted. Um, it was what Jeff wanted from me, and I was disappointed. But we decided at the end of the meet, we're like, all right, you know what, we're going to regroup and train for NCAAs and then prove, us, prove it there. Um, so we got back, trained really hard, and then <laughs> we were in the taper season, and then that's when everything kind of blew up. So that was disappointing, but I'm excited to be able to have this time to train and just focus on training for now. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, if, if uh, take, take me through your quarantine again, again. Yes. NCAA's was was a hard was a blow, um, and then you know kind of everyone's scrambling to to pick up the pieces of you know what do we do next? Um, how, how did you spend your quarantine, and, and where are you at right now? So, quarantine. Well, first of all, when we we went to practice, it was a Thursday morning. I remember it. <laughs> it was a Thursday 
Tuesday morning, we finished up doing pace. And then uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we only single. And so we went home for the day. And then we get a call from Coach Jeff. And he said, hey, we need to come in for a meeting. And obviously, we had already seen what was going on. Um, At the same time, I have uh, a couple friends who run track. And so they were actually at NCAAs. They were supposed to compete the next day. Um, and they were told to just go home. So here we are one week out of our NCAAs. And then at the same time, we have athletes already at their NCAA meet. And they were just told, we're not competing. You have to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, when we were told that NCAAs, NCAAs was canceled, it was it wasn't real. It, it just didn't feel... I feel like every, you know, up until this point, we've always been go, 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 train, school, sleep, go back to training. And it doesn't, it feels like a, it's a never ending treadmill run. Um, and for this to happen and just kind of blow up everything, it, it was, it was a learning process to say the least. Um, but so we were told to go home and they sent us all home. I think I went home the next couple of days, um, got home and I stayed home for about three, four months. Um, both my parents are high risk. So I think I left the house probably like three, four times in that time span. Um, we were very careful, still, still are very careful because this is, we've never dealt with this before. And so everything's new. Um, but spent, spent my quarantine there. I wasn't able to train during any of that time. Um, got to about, I think I came, I came back to Gainesville in May. Um, and started training, not with the university, but with GSC, just a a club team in the area. Um, we were just doing singles, just, to get in the water and <laughs> I didn't know how I was, how I was going to feel after being out of the water for four months. Cause I had never taken that much time off, uh, ever. <laughs> um, but I, I think it was, it was a nice, as terrible as it was, it, it made me realize how much I love swimming and how much I wanted to get back to it and what I was going to change to take my career to the next level. Um, and coming back to training and and now I'm swimming with Jeff and we have a pretty normal schedule, um, normal as, as normal can be. Um, but we're just trying to, you know, stay low, be as safe as possible and trying to get some training in. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm happy to hear that, that you're back, you're back training again. Obviously, it's a stressful time. Um, I I wanted to ask you about one quick thing before we wrap things up here. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was looking at our Instagram, trying to do some research, and yes. then, you know, when I when I was in high school, when I swam, I would <clears throat> I felt like I did a lot of things right uh, in training. You know, I tried really hard, but then you know, the whole like sleeping thing uh, on weekends. I like I slept whenever I could, but then on weekends, it's like, well, no, this is the only time I get to like be a person and like socialize. Uh, And so, you know, socializing and seeing people was extremely important to me. Probably didn't help my swimming. That's okay. You seem like an incredibly social person. Is that fair to say? 
I'd, I'd say that's pretty fair. <laughs> um, I mean, do you, do you think you really thrive when you're around other people in general? Yes, I would, I would agree. I do like being alone sometimes. I just, I generally do things on my own, you know, independently, but I also really like being part of the team and having people who have my back. Uh, I absolutely love our Florida team, men and women. Um, we support each other so much and it, it's really cool to go to practice and know that, you know, if you're having a bad practice, it's okay. Cause someone else is going to pick you up and you're going to get through it. Um, but in regards to COVID, uh, with being a social person, um, I have three other roommates who also are swimmers. Um, so it's nice to have them around and we still get to see each other at practice. We're distance but we're still there and just training with people I know uh who are who I'm close to it's really it, it feels good and I think that was one of the hardest parts about quarantine was because I didn't know how to work out by myself I've you know since I was six years old I've always been working out with uh teammates or friends or whoever and it was uh it was an adjustment to do it at home so <laughs> One thing we did was uh, we had a Zoom call and we had some teammates and we <laughs> would do like a YouTube video or like some type of exercise on Zoom just in our backyards. And uh, it was a really cool experience just because just having someone there, even though they're not there, uh, you know, in person, it was nice to just someone mentally someone's there with you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I, I, I can't imagine training like really not just staying fit but like really training during covid by yourself yeah sounds excruciating <laughs> <laughs> then again i'm not an elite athlete uh so so to wrap things up um moving forward in the next you know in the next couple months obviously there's a lot of uncertainty you're back in gainesville you know again training on a relatively normal schedule um, what do you, what are you thinking in the next couple months for you? What, what would you like to see moving forward? Do you have any goals? Do you, you know, again, a lot of people are just trying to put one foot in front of the other. Um, what, where's your mindset right now heading forward? Everything is just on hold for right now. You know, obviously we're trying to catch back up, but things aren't going the way that we want to. Obviously, I think I can say that for everybody. Um, there's things we can and cannot do. So right now, it's just we're doing we're doing the best we can with what we have. And so in regards to training, we're trying to stay as safe as possible. And honestly, keeping uh, ourselves and our teammates accountable because their actions have consequences on us too. So um, trying to keep everyone together, but socially distant um, is really important. Um, you know, we, we have no idea what's going to happen for this season. And I think right now it's just a good time to focus on number one schoolwork because we have classes coming up. Um, I've got five online classes that I'm going to be doing, <laughs> which is going to be interesting, but I'm excited to start. Um, and just, I think now is a good time to just focus on training and, uh, and just keeping a positive mindset. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. 
Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim Podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.